Good morning. I'm just waiting to see if you're going to respond to that. I wasn't going <laughs> to. So you knew you my game. You said 10 seconds of silence. I was staying silent, my man. <laughs> I follow rules on Tennis Pod. Oh, man. Well, you got to use that. You got to use that whole gap of silence. Don't edit out any of the silence. <laughs> oh, bro. Any, any chance I can get to do a little, a few seconds less of editing, <laughs> I'll take true. it. Good point. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the voice you're hearing over there is my friend Mike Sego of The Link Podcast. He's going to be my sidekick host today. God help us. My name is Nick Amell. I'm the host of The Tennis Podcast. Every week, we cover top tennis lists. One of us brings a list, the other one tries to guess. But before we get to the list, Michael, I'd like you to tell the fine folks at home a little more about you and why they should give a shit. I'm really handsome, but you can't see that right now, so that's a good start. No. No. Okay. Backup plan. My podcast is pretty solid most of the time. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good most right, of the time. All yeah. right, all right. And we've done episodes yeah. before, so we're going to fall into a fun, silly rhythm where you'll be disappointed oh, in all the silly things that I say, and then I'll continue to say them anyway. Yes. That's kind of how we roll. It's a given. Yeah. Except we were fighting right before this podcast started. It's true. So right before we hit record here, I was DMing Mike on Instagram saying... Bro, we got to fight about your fucking food opinions yeah. because I listened to, I mean, it's a few weeks old now, but the episode you did with Laura on the food yes, fight episode, yes, right? Yes. You both stated kind of like your opinions, your hot takes on food. <laughs> we and did. I'm just sitting there like shaking my head being like, Mike, I love you. I love this pod, but I don't know if I can finish this thing <laughs> dude, because... <laughs> I can't help if you have the opinions of a child when it comes to chocolate, dude. I can't. I don't know what to do about it. Listen. Tell the people, tell the listeners, why don't you explain it? And I sure. want your listeners to judge independently, even though they're going to agree with me. I want to give you every possibility to win them over. Right. Maybe we'll run a poll. Oh, we should. The whole thing is that Mike is trying to convince everyone that dark chocolate is the superior chocolate to milk chocolate. Correct. Much of his argument was based on the fact that it's healthier for you. It's better for your body. Well, that was a backup argument. First of all, but... I appreciate that you listened and took well, notes. Well, no one's going to buy the taste <laughs> argument. No one's going to buy the taste argument. Well, there is literally just more taste. There is more taste. I don't even know how you could refute it. Oh, sure. Worse taste. <laughs> okay. There's worse taste. There's more worse taste. You know, if your palate isn't refined enough to handle the taste, I don't know. I mean, fair enough, I guess. That's why I said milk chocolate is a children's chocolate and children are great. Nothing wrong with a child. Well, some children are great. Well, that's true. There's some yeah. things wrong with some childs. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get there. But yes, look. But dark chocolate's fine. I, I'm fine with dark chocolate, but... It doesn't sound like you are. <laughs> there's a reason all the chocolate sold in stores is milk chocolate first and dark chocolate is a, not true. Is a bonus. It's like, if you can find dark chocolate, great, but it's not a given that it's going to be there. You got to work for it. It's like a scavenger hunt. When you find the thing, it's actually more rewarding. <laughs> okay. So, Reese's and Kit Kat and Hershey and... All come in dark chocolate. But they're milk chocolate first. And milk chocolate's the one front and center at the candy aisle at the store. Yeah, yeah. I won't deny that milk chocolate has a more mass appeal, probably. Good gangstar song, Good. but... Case closed. But, but, we're talking about what's better, not what more people like. And you want to take the road less traveled, or I do. You know, you can sing with the masses. I understand. It's fine. Good God. <laughs> Night. Okay, but look, the chocolate thing is clear. We're not going to agree on. But you had some other takes on that episode, like 
Now, look, I respect anyone who doesn't want to like mayonnaise. That's fine. Terrible. Mayonnaise, I, I look, I don't love mayonnaise, but I'm fine with it. But you're eating Brussels sprouts and shit and yeah, then yeah. walking over here and shitting on mayonnaise. So I, Yeah. Brussels sprouts are great if you know how to make them. If you're eating like a raw Brussels sprout, then I don't mean, I mean, I don't even know what you're trying to do. But if you roast that thing, little extra virgin olive oil, crushed red pepper, salt, pep, throw it in the oven, you're ready to rock, dude. It's just as good as broccoli, which I also love. I'm into greens. I do love broccoli. All I heard in your sentence there was extra virgin. Yeah. But I did want to uh, ask you... Um, Can't deny it. Oh, what is mayonnaise? Like, I was listening and I'm like, I like mayonnaise. I'll take mayonnaise on my burger, but I actually don't know what the fuck it is. Dude, I think... <laughs> I did look it up. I think it's really... And when I looked it up, I was like, oh, why don't I like this exactly? But then I realized why I don't like it, because it's jiggly and weird. Like Dr. Buster, but we like him. <laughs> That's true. I can't deny that either. I've never met him, so I don't want to say bad things, but I've listened to him and... You can take my word for it. Incredible content. Eggs and oil, like olive oil, I think, mix that puppy okay. together, but it's just... When it comes out, it's too jiggly, man. I can't. I don't want it to jiggle. But it's not jiggly when it's on like a burger or a sandwich. It's liquidy and flat. It comes from seeing it in the jar and understanding what its true yeah. form is. And then maybe it, sure. it's like Dracula, you know? <laughs> like when it's a bat, you're uh -huh. like, oh, it's just a bat. But then it turns into Dracula. You're like, whoa, what the hell? Okay. Is, what is going on here? I'll accept that. It's almost exactly the same as that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we did agree on is no fish. No not fish. A fish not a fish guy. No, I try. Yeah. I do try things. But I do try Not too. a fish guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, me and Mike, we're not fish guys, but we both have podcasts. That's and true. And if you're listening to us now, you might have come from Mike's podcast, where earlier this week, he dropped an episode on the link for me guessing the top 10 HBO shows. Yep. And so, you might have been driven here from that. And if you haven't listened to that, you should. I'm putting a link in the show notes. Link to the link. It's nice. It's a built-in pun every link. time, man. It's good stuff. I know. I almost said something about that. That's why I kind of stammered there. And then I was like, no, too obvious. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I take the obvious jokes. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, we did the top 10 HBO shows. Now we're going to do the Netflix equivalent of that episode. A top 10 most viewed Netflix original series in history of all time. What do you have to say about that? I'm curious whether we didn't really nail down, and I wanted for your audience also, which one you like better between the two, HBO and Netflix. We don't have to go deep into this, but I'm curious. Sure, sure, sure. That's a great question. Today, right now, as we record this, HBO, 100%. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. But I do yeah. think that Netflix has this thing, which is more... Also, I'm a Netflix shareholder, so I'm going to try to pump them up for the Same. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well, then we're both yeah. pretty upset. But besides the point, yeah, <laughs> I do believe like Netflix was kind of the... F maybe not the first to market because HBO was there before it. But the streaming thing, they kind of have like such oh, yeah. a brand identity that I really do think they'll last and their originals are generally better than all the other streaming originals, I find, most of the time. Apple TV's coming on strong, I gotta say. But you're right, HBO just has those huge budget things that you just can't top. It's hard. When I think uh, today, again, because it kind of it changes depending on the year sometimes, Definitely. but today I think like if you want high quality show and you can have faith that your time invested in the show will pay off, HBO is where I'm going. But I think Netflix has a bad rap, rightfully so these days, because they're doing all this, you know, they're going after password sharing and all the stuff that people like to make fun of Netflix for. But you have to remember, if you're looking at the entire history of streaming and my time as a streaming customer, which is probably 10 or more years by this point, 
starting with Netflix. Mm -hmm. Netflix was the innovator. They were the first ones to go big in streaming. They were the first ones to produce original content on a streaming platform that wasn't licensed from another uh, producer. So, I think you have to hand it to Netflix in that way, even if they're losing subscribers now for the first time ever. Trailblazer, for sure. They really like set the standard. And still, one thing that I really do like is that they have the best user interface. They have like the nicest navigation. Agreed. And it just looks nice, works cleanly. It's very good. So, I'm a Netflix guy. Yeah, I'm a Netflix guy too. So, let me kind of give you the details of exactly what you're going to be guessing. Okay. First of all, my sources today are Netflix's own investor reports. They report on wow. all the streaming data. There's also gamesradar.com, CNET, Business Insider, IMDb, Wikipedia. So, ran the gamut today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the history of Netflix, but what you're actually going to be guessing is the most watched series based on Netflix's own reporting of total hours viewed in the first 28 days of that title's release. Interesting. Okay, good starts. I'm with you. And if you're a Netflix investor, you're probably familiar that they like to report on hours viewed more than viewers. Yep. Rewatchability. That's why. Rewatchability. Yeah. This is a top 10 list of all time based on Netflix's own reporting. This data is as of July 2022. And we're only looking at Netflix original series. So, mm-hmm. ser- shows that Netflix owns and or produced. Not always the same. Right. Um, And lastly, before we can kind of dive in, is we're talking about specific seasons of shows, although you're fine to just guess the show as a whole and I'll tell you which season it is. Understood. That's fair. So, Michael, how long have you been a Netflix subscriber? Oh, man. I mean, I wasn't actually a subscriber during the DVDs, but as soon as they switched to streaming, that's when I jumped aboard. So, pretty much OG. I did both. I, I remember sending back DVDs. Yeah. What a fucking crazy business model right? in retrospect, right? But that's what got them on the map, though. That is what made them work. Sure. And then they innovated. And actually, I don't mean to get off on a tangent. We're going to guess some stuff. But I do think there's another shoe to drop here. I think some of these streaming services have to go further into live content, which Hulu already does. Yes. Uh, YouTube does some of it. Peacock. I think the NFL is going to have new deals with some people, so that'll be interesting. Peacock has it, you're right. And I think Netflix needs to have some kind of other avenue. So I'm waiting for them to buy something big like that, whether it's sports or I don't know what it's going to be, but something has to happen. Tennis Podcast. Ah! This is where we're breaking the news. Tennis Podcast coming exclusively to Netflix. Those investor <laughs> reports are about to skyrocket. Right. I'm, uh, I'm joking, but as I said, I'm like, it's probably not too far-fetched to think Netflix will start getting into podcasting just like every fucking one else is. Like, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, if Spotify can yeah. do it, what's really the difference, you know? Right. Spotify, Facebook tried it, failed. Yeah. YouTube's looking to do... So yeah, I, I could see it yeah, coming. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about Netflix as a company. They launched in August 1997... And like we alluded to, they shipped DVDs to people's houses. Like some people might not know that, like kind of the younger generation, but they would physically ship a DVD to your house. You'd watch it over however many days and then you'd ship it back. And there were no late fees either, which is a thing too. That, yeah. Netflix is 25 years old. 97. Yeah. Quick math, by the way. How impressive was that? Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like a lot of time? (laughs) Right. When they came out, their biggest competitor was Blockbuster, which feels like a dinosaur now. I remember Blockbuster tried to copy the Netflix model by doing the DVD sales and it failed miserably. 
But as of March 2022, Netflix has over 221 million subscribers worldwide. 221 million people subscribe to Netflix, about 34% of which is based in the United States. It is the largest streaming service in the world, as we covered on a past episode of Tennis Podcast. As far as all companies, not just streaming companies, it is number 115 on the Fortune 500. I have a few other notes, but I'll save those. So, Mike, enough dilly-dallying. Tell me a guess. What is a Netflix original series you think has been viewed more than any other? Okay. Easy first one. I'm curious if you've watched it. I watch a lot of TV, by the way. So if I go into these, stop me and get me to guess more. But Stranger Things? Of course, Stranger Things is on here, sir. Got to be the new season, too, as well. The new season, season four of Stranger Things, is number two on the top ten. Uh-huh. Not number one. Wow. Yeah. Number one. I'm um, a little bit surprised. Yeah, I think you'll get number one once you start thinking through it. Okay. Although you are pretty bad at guessing. First of all, I got like five in a row the last time I was on, and I thought I was going to run the gamut, and then I collapsed, which is tough. But I'm going for it this time. I believe. I forgot about that, but you're right. You did pretty good at front and then fucking like awful sucked, wanted to leave the pod halfway through. Yeah, yeah. I think what happened was it was a sports one and you got me talking about how much I hate Tom Brady and that just threw me off. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You got in my head. Respect. I have a few rants prepared today, I think. So we'll get to those. But yeah, Stranger Things season four, I did watch. Did you like it? And you did watch it too? Yes. I'd say overall I liked it. Not the strongest season, and I thought the main villain was a little lame. Really? Yeah. I liked that he had Freddy Krueger vibes. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Also, I've been running up the hill so long, I don't know if I'm ever going to come down the other side. Kate Bush. That song is great. That song is, and that's one of my notes, man. I love that song. I'd heard, uh, I was more familiar with the cover of that song from a few years ago. Interesting. I forget the band, but... A band covered that song, and it did really well. I had kind of forgotten it was a cover, and then this Kate Bush thing yeah. blew up with Stranger Things, and now it's like... Pretty yeah, cool. Everyone's listening to if it. If you like that song, I'm heavy into music too. Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel is a duet with Kate Bush. A lot of people don't mm. know a lot of her other stuff. Apparently, she was big across the pond. I don't know how many listeners you have over there, but probably a ton, if I had to guess. Phew. So they probably know that song. It's a good one. She owns all the shit. Like, she owns all the rights to her music. She's making bank. Yeah, she's making bank. Good and for her. What I wanted to say is uh, Kate Bush is running up that hill. It was featured multiple times during, like, as in multiple times per episode. Like, they yeah, really... They hammered it. They really did her a favor. Yeah. It's featured multiple times, including as part of the key scene in episode four. I won't spoil it. Yep. The song saw a resurgence of popularity with an increase of over 8,700% on streaming charts, reaching the second most heard song on Spotify playlists in the United States and fourth most worldwide. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Good for her. What a choice too. Like they are great with music. Honestly, that show is nails the soundtrack all the time, but what a random choice that absolutely crushed. Everyone loves it. I love that song. Yeah. And they really crushed the 80s too. Let me, uh, 80s vibe. Let me tell you more about this show. So, Stranger Things, the season that is on here, season four, was released in 2022. And it was watched 1.3 billion hours of season four. Billion with a B? Yeah, 1.3 billion hours. So, if you were to divide that, let's just do some quick math and I'll kind of edit. But like 1.3 billion divided by how many episodes? I think there was... Nine? Yeah, Eight or nine? I think nine might be right, yeah. Let's say nine. So, nine episodes and then divide each 
what am I doing? Do I know what the fuck I'm doing? I think you nailed it. I think they, they get it. <laughs> okay. It's a yeah. lot. Who cares? It'll come out in the editing. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, just thinking of all the editing I'm going to have to do. No, I think you leave it exactly how it is, by the way. The people know. Yeah. Sometimes the non-edit is the edit. You know what I mean? Right. That's profound. I know. That's profound, Mike. Every now and then, once per episode, I have something that actually sounds good. Yeah. As long as we're not talking about food opinions. No. You can, you, you're pretty smart sometimes. Well, mayo's terrible, but I understand. So, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes is a very popular season and mm. show with critics. So, about Stranger Things as a whole, it's set in the 1980s, primarily in the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana. It centers on a number of mysteries and supernatural events occurring around the town and their impact on an ensemble cast, child and adult characters. Now, it's kind of unavoidable, but it was kind of distracting to me to watch these like 21-year-old actors pretend they're in the 10th grade still. They're so old. Dude, the one person, the captain of the basketball team that was like giving a speech in the gym at some point. He's like 35. Yeah, he was supposed to be a high school senior, but also like he's older than me and I ain't no spring chicken anymore. So, I, I mean, what are we doing? You could, that's like, it's unforgivable kind of, because the main cast, you can't do anything about, whatever. I get that. But when you add a new character and he's old, it's like, why? I thought he did a good job, though. Yeah, he's a good actor, for sure. None of them, it's not their fault. You hate him. You hate that actor? Hated the choice. Hated the choice. Mike hates that actor. Let me write that down. Let me quote of the week. Yeah, write it down. Tweet him on social media, send him to the link podcast, we'll talk about it. I agree with what you said. Like, the main four, you can't really do anything about it, other than maybe do a time jump. I don't know. Like, well, I've heard is going to be the decision for the next season. I mean, they better be filming immediately, mm-hmm. because you can't wait anymore. Like, this is already so ridiculous. Although, I gotta say, shout out Eddie. That character was awesome, the actor was oh, awesome. Eddie. I don't want to spoil anything, but- Love that guy, dude. His peak scene, great. Amazing. Talk about another song that really benefited, uh, not that it needed it, but... I know, I know. Yeah, but Eddie is one of my favorite TV characters in a while that I've seen, like new characters. Totally agree, especially a person that wasn't originally in the cast and then joins, that's so much harder to do. Yeah, yeah. totally. And he didn't look 95 years old, so that's cool. So talking about all these kids growing up, have you been aware of all the creepy, gross men obsessed with Millie Bobby Brown? You mean Drake? Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> What is that about, dude? Well, you tell me. I mean, I don't know how old she is. I think she's like 21 or whatever now. No, she turned 18 this year. She's only 18 now? She's the youngest of them. Yeah. Oh, I've been making that Drake joke for way too many years. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude. The guy sits courtside at NBA games. You'd think maybe he just would put that one to the side, keep it under wraps. I understand being friends, but it's, it's Creepville, USA, man. Well, it's not just people like that, but like I was seeing Reddit threads and shit of people like years ago when, she, when Millie Bobby Brown, who by the way plays Eleven in Stranger Things, mm. and she's in other shit too. She's really kind of taken off as an actress. For sure. But when she was like 15 or 16 or even younger, because I think the first season came out when she was like 13 or 14. I don't know, whatever. She was young. Yeah, she was really young. But they were countdown threads about, oh God, only four more years until Millie Bobby Brown is legal. And I'm like, <laughs> oh God. That's really walking the line of like pedo stuff. It's really rough. And to say it out loud on a message board where everything is kept forever. Right. You're really just not a smart lad. 
We all think weird shit all the time, but we learn to keep it to ourselves. <laughs> Bottle that <laughs> right? stuff deep down. Yeah, like you with the mayonnaise <laughs> and dark chocolate. Like right. Just... No, you let that out because it's genius and it's smart. No. But I understand your point. Yeah, well, it's like people need better self-control on the fucking internet. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Hot take on the tennis pod. A hot take. The internet doesn't have enough self-control. You heard it here first. <laughs> Who did have self-control is the Duffer Brothers, the makers mm. of Stranger Things. The series has been critically acclaimed, obviously, and it spawned a full franchise of toys, games, comics, merch. I mean, th the show is really blowing up. For sure. There's a whole universe, basically. It felt like it was created perfectly to sell just everything. Just sell yes. and be popular. And also is good. That's a hard combo, Kona. There's like a lore and legend around Stranger Things. Yeah, now. I could see there being spinoffs and... Stuff like that. I think this is going to last there a while. There is a spinoff planned. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. With the Duffer Brothers. And a fifth season, which is the final season, is yeah. also planned nice. on Netflix. Looking forward to it. Um, so since we're talking about Stranger Things, I'll tell you that Stranger Things season three is number seven. Wow. 582 million hours watched, which is less than half of season four. And that fascinates me because wouldn't you think it'd go in reverse? People drop off as the show progresses? Yes. But also, there seemed to be, to me, so much more of a marketing push around season four than any of the ones before it. It felt like they dumped dollars into making sure there were commercials and social media stuff everywhere. The songs, like we talked about, were everywhere. It really felt like they really tried to push it as hard as possible, even though they didn't need to. So, But I want to know, who is watching season four of Stranger Things but didn't watch season one, two, or three? <laughs> right. Yeah, that is you know? insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess people are probably like watching clips on YouTube to get caught up or mm, something, but yeah. still weird. It is weird. That is very Would weird. you ever do that? Would you ever start a show Never. halfway through? Never. I always start from the beginning. Even if I like find a new band or something, I go back to their first album. Like it's hard for me mm -hmm. to not see it from the beginning. So yeah, I don't relate to those people, yeah. but they probably like mayonnaise. So, you know, I'm not worried about <laughs> it. Enough mayonnaise disparagement <laughs> on this show. It. And look, by the way, I'm not some advocate for mayonnaise. I'm not standing up for mayonnaise. I just think you are being unfairly critical to an I, otherwise, like, okay food. I will continue to be. I'll make <laughs> at least one more mayo joke. I apologize in advance. Oh, all yeah, right. It's tough. Somebody got a line to Brandon. Is he coming back yet? Okay, so you had Stranger Things season three at seven and season four at two. Two birds, one guess. Yep. Okay. I really want to nail number one. I'm between two different things. It's hard. So she said. Yep. She said it. I'm going to go with Squid Game number one. It's got to be on the list. Well, before I answer that, what's the other one you were considering? The other one is Ozark, which is also pretty recent mm. and after Squid Game. So I think there's a chance that that got more viewers just by default because it's later. But those are the two in between. Yeah. Well, those are both good guesses. Only one is number one, and that is Squid Game All season right. one. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on Squid Game, but uh, before I do, I'll tell the folks at home that uh, the season one, it's the only season out right now, is number one, the most watched Netflix series of all time. And that's notable because A, it's a Kore South Korean show. It's not even in the English language. And it came out of nowhere. No one was expecting this to be this major hit at least not in the United States. Lo and behold, it's been watched a 1.7 billion hours watched, which is 
compared to number two, Stranger Things had 1.3 billion. This is 1.7. And also only a single season. Stranger Things had something to build off of. So it's kind of more impressive, I think. Yeah. The series revolves around a contest where 456 players, all of whom are in deep financial debt, risk their lives to play a series of deadly children's games for the chance to win a 45.6 billion won prize, which comes out to about just under 4 million US dollars. By the way, not that much. Maybe they should have increased that number. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm not going to die for 4 milli. You put a B on that, I'm okay. (laughs) You can't win 4 billy because... You can never spend that, and it's going to raise all kinds of questions. Mm, you're you right. have that much money out of nowhere. You're right, you're right. I've never been to South Korea. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Have you been to Squid Game Town and watched the show? I have watched the show. I really like a lot of Korean film and TV. Me too. Really have a lot of good stuff. We don't need to go down the list, but there is a ton of it. There's another one on this list. Really? Spoiler. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'll have to think about that. I haven't looked at giant little girl dolls with machine guns the same since watching this show. That's for sure. Right, same. I think that was episode one or that two. That was episode one. I th- and honestly, I think that's the best game. It really hooked you. I think that was part of the reason their episode one was so, so strong that everyone needed to binge it immediately. And also, like, no show that I have probably ever seen was as much of a quick like immediately viral everyone watched it at one time all at the same time and then everyone had already watched it it's not like i'm sure people are still watching it now for the first time but everyone was kind of aligned maybe because it was tail end of the pandemic people were still kind of searching for that thing to do i don't know what it was but it felt like a perfect storm of like every single person was watching the same thing at the same time which i loved so about like the memes and stuff you're talking about Netflix claimed that Squid Game had pierced the cultural zeitgeist and became a popular internet meme with over 42 billion views of internet videos related to Squid Game in the first month. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Like, more or less than the link videos get. Well, you know, I don't like to brag, but I mean, you know, you asked. Uh, <laughs> I guess they probably, this was intentional, or do you think they just stumbled into a thing that was amazing? Did they write the show knowing well, this is going to go viral. No. I don't know if you can. You can't. But it does, in hindsight, it's so obvious. Like the episode to episode, different game every time, contest, people getting eliminated. It's like a reality show, but fiction. Right. I was going to say the same thing. It kind of gives you that, the feeling you get watching a reality show, but the stakes are so much higher because there's people dying. I mean, fictionally, of course, but although I would watch a, a reality show where people do actually die. I guess that would just be the Hunger Games. <laughs> this is sad, but it's not that crazy to imagine a world, even in a hundred years from now, where they're just like, let's just do Squid Game for real and see how much money we can make. A hundred years, I think, is being generous. I think like <laughs> yeah. eh, 25 to 50. And I could see it because it's like, they just do it and they don't force anybody into it. It's a choice to be on the show, right? So like, I think they could legally like justify it. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is too dark. We're getting too dark. We've only guessed three things so far. <laughs> <laughs> and I already had to talk right. about mayonnaise. I mean, I can't get any darker than this. That was your one allotment of mayonnaise I'm not going to say references. it again. You said one. I'm not going to say it again. Okay. We'll see about that. The title of the series, Squid Game, draws from a similarly named Korean children's game. The creator, uh, I don't have his first name, but last name is Huang 
had conceived of the idea based on his own economic struggles early in life, as well as the class disparity in South Korea and capitalism. I want to talk a little bit more about the kind of internet cultural phenomenon that we were just talking about. There's an actress, Ho Yoon Jung. Ho- I'm not Korean, but... It was great. Yeah, thank you. She plays the main female character in the show. You could probably picture her in your head. I don't remember mm-hmm. her character's name, but main female character. When the show started, she had 400,000 followers on social, and in three weeks, she had 13 million. Whoa! Talk about, I mean, just everything about it was just like made in a lab to go viral. It's cool. Yeah. And it was, again, same thing as Stranger Things, like, it was also good. Right, right. And how many of those 13 million followers do you think are Drake and his burner accounts? I'm going to say actual real guess, eight. Which is like seven too many. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eight too many. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not eight. Okay, he can have one. He can have one. You're yeah, right. he can have one. I'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. He should bring all eight of those accounts to follow at the link underscore podcast and then I'll forgive it. Same. I'll co-sign that. Yeah. I wanted to tell you about the economic impact this show had. Please. So the show was released in October, right? Within the same month, so less than four weeks. Netflix estimated that Squid Game had generated nearly $900 million in value, although it cost only $21 million to produce. So they made $900 million in the first month. That's crazy because, I don't know, I'm trying to think back now. The set was so cool. Like the, the stairs that go like vertical, almost like Harry Potter-esque in a weird way, was like, I, for some reason I thought it was a bigger budget than that, which is great. 21 million is no, no small yeah, potatoes, no, you're, right. you're right. It's not like a blockbuster budget. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, which is surprising. And I bet if they bring it back, I don't know, are, are there plans to bring it back? I don't know if you have this in your notes. I'm putting you on the there spot. Is, there's a second season, and I actually forgot this when we were talking reality shows a minute ago, but there's a reality show being developed by Netflix, like a, a non-death version of the game, hopefully. <laughs> sure. 456 players competing for a large cash prize. Wow. Wow. And I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Uh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. It'll be so much less interesting, though. You'll tune in, you'll be excited, and then you're like, yeah, just give me season two. There's no one dying here. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you uh, got number one, Squid Game, but you mentioned Ozark. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about Ozark? Yeah. Okay. I like Ozark. This isn't breaking news or anything, but a lot of people compare it to Breaking Bad. For, I guess, pretty obvious reasons. It's like Breaking Bad if Breaking Bad had just a blue tint on it constantly. Yeah, but also, like, if you hadn't watched either shows and you just heard the premise of yeah, both, you, like, you'd think, oh, they sound alike. For sure, but shows. I feel bad because Ozark is different and can stand on its own two feet. And it sucks for Jason Bateman that he has to be compared to Brian Cranston because they're both awesome, in my opinion. I like them both. But it's just an un- unfair comparison for anyone. And the funny thing is, there is like a real comparison between the two, because they both have done comedy, they both do drama, they both do intensity, and, you know, not to ignore the rest of the cast in both shows, but it's like, that parallel is going to be forever, probably, and since Ozark came second, they're just always going to be little brother or sister. I watched season one of Ozark, and I enjoyed it, but it didn't hook me enough to, like, make it a priority to watch the second season, and then I kind of, since I didn't watch the second season... Now I'm behind, so like I probably will finish it someday, but I've only seen the first season right now. Wow. The good thing about Ozark, they didn't stay too long. There weren't that many seasons. I really, it's hard for me to imagine shows anymore going 10 plus, like Always Sunny is an anomaly. Yeah. That it continues to be great. 
But most of the time, by season four of something, Shameless was a good example. I really loved that show. And uh, it just got so bad. So anyway, yeah, I liked Ozark, man. It, it ended pretty good. They wrapped up everything as much as you could have them do it. And it was just one of those pedal to the metal shows where like you can't ever slow down. So it's climb, 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 climb. And then you have to have a good payoff. So it's hard to do, but they pulled it off. And I remember feeling like stressed watching the show because there's like, it's always, totally. it's always moving. You're never like sitting still. Yeah. And I like what you said about the, it's only four seasons, which I think is a lesson other shows could take. I know Netflix kind of has a bad rap these days for canceling good shows like yeah. after one or two seasons, which is a valid thing. But like a four season got to finish its story. I think it's a good kind of case study of how to do What it. was the show with, I don't know if you're going to know, your audience might know because they're really smart. Cool. Uh, are they? The one with Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. Oh, um, cannibalism, right? Yes. Uh, oh, Santa Clarita Diet. That's what it was. Yeah. I liked that show and that was one of the ones that got canceled and it was silly and... Well, another one is uh, Mindhunter, which was one of my favorite shows and it did two, maybe three, I think just two seasons. I didn't watch that show. I know it's really popular. I thought about guessing it, but now that you've said it, I know it's not on the list, so... Whoops. Great. Oh, well, I actually never said it wasn't on the list. I know, but, it, you but know, it, I know how this not. game works, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never watch it. People love murder, man. It's not, it's not yeah. my, it's not my weird, bag. Weird, right? I know. Isn't it weird? Murder's just this complex thing, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but here we are. Well, that's our it's thing. It's like, it's, we love to watch it. We love to know about it, read about it, see about it, learn about it, but we can't do it, and we would never consider doing it unless you're one of the... You, you think know, that's why? You can, uh, well, I don't know why. Yeah. No, no. Do you think it's like that's why people are interested in it? Because it's a thing they can't ever possibly do. Partly, yeah. You always want the thing you can't have. You know what I mean? Not that anyone wants to murder people. Well, some people probably do. But You probably want to murder that guy, that, the actor in Stranger who Things. Who created that was Mayonnaise? 35. Fuck. I no. said it again. I know, I know. All right. You know show's what? Over. Bleep it. <laughs> Bleep it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Heard enough of that shit. <laughs> All right. I never told you what number Ozark was, which right. is number 13, season four, the final season. Number 13? 13. 13, yeah. So it's technically, so it's, this list is weird because it's not in the top 10, but it is because when you're looking at, because there's duplicates on here, like Stranger Things. Oh, so you're not counting the duplicates. Right. Ah. So there are 10 shows we're talking about, but as for its ranking, it's 13. So I didn't actually get two on Stranger Things. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was feeling good. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to work for to do it. that. I explicitly told you at the beginning, do not feel good about yourself now sure. or ever. You're not going to feel good coming out of this. You did warn me and I ignored it. And that, it was a mistake. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, Ozark, I guess uh, we kind of talked about it already. I'll just say that it's won a bunch of awards, 32 Primetime Emmy Award nominations. It's been watched 491 million hours, season four was. It's about Jason Bateman's stars with Lori Lenny, a married couple who move their family to the Lake of Ozarks for money laundering. We've all been there, right? Yeah. Mike, how many times have you relocated your family for money laundering? Same exact number of uh, burner accounts that Drake has. Eight. Eight. Well, that's eight burner accounts that are following what's her name, but not, he has many more than that, I think. I am so mad that I screwed up the joke. 
<laughs> yeah. It's really tough. But this is the vulnerable side of me. The, the audience needs to know <laughs> this. You know, you really want to nail the joke. It's like when you send a text message that's perfect. You know they're going to laugh, but there's one single typo, and then you're like, well, do I correct it? Because uh, then it's not funny. You're already it's done. It's like that with tweets, too, right? Uh, At least you could delete the tweet. Well, yeah, but do you want to delete it once it already has, like, a bunch of retweets and uh, shit? Oh, you can't. No, you can't. You just yeah. gotta own it. Yeah. 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 The internet has done a lot of good and a lot of bad in the world. I'd say mostly good, all things considered, but... One thing it has not done is make, made us better at spelling and grammar. No. Oh, smartphones have kind of ruined that. I've noticed my handwriting getting worse and worse every year also, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, well, I honestly, other than like writing my signature on a paper, I don't think I've handwritten anything in like five years. Good <laughs> like, for seriously. you. I have to write yeah. post-its to remind myself to do things like I'm in the movie Memento. But, you know, again... <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really putting myself down. Usually I'm just building it up. I got to get back to the, the confidence. I got to talk about how much I hate my more. I really think so. That's twice. I get no, it. No, no. Bleep it. This whole episode is just going to be me talking to one giant bleep at this point. You're going to send it to me to edit because I'm forcing you to do too many edits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Hey, don't, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Quick recap, man. We got 13 Ozark, 7 Stranger Things Season 3, 2 Stranger Things Season 4, and 1 Squid Game Season 1. Okay. Next one I'm going to go with, which is a show I liked in the beginning and then overstayed its welcome a little bit, Orange is the New Black. Uh, no. Really? Orange is the New Black. Is, you know, it's a good guess. I would have guessed it too. And I felt the same way. I watched wow. the first like, two seasons and liked it, and then it lost its way For and sure. I never went back, but not in the top 10. I'm shocked. That was like a cultural phenomenon too. Okay. Wow. Well, and you have to remember that when Orange is the New Black was coming out, Netflix has grown like... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how many tens of millions of subscribers, so it's kind of not fair to compare those older shows to the newer ones. Oh, man, I, I guess you're right. But yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I had two guesses lined up, but both of them are from the same era, so if that one wasn't on it, I wonder if this one isn't either, but it was really popular. House of Cards? House of Cards is the first Netflix original. Did you know that? I didn't, actually. Wow, that's cool. It was the first Netflix original series, and it was also the first time ever on any platform, any streaming platform, that an entire season was released at once. Wow. You could watch all episodes on the first day, because prior to that, and some of the youngins listening might not remember these days, but anytime a show was coming out, you had to wait a week between episodes. Can I give you a hot take? First of all, there's a Kevin Spacey joke hidden in here, although it's probably hidden in like a 17-year-old boy's pants, so I'm not going to be the one to go find oh, it. Jesus Christ, Mike. Well, eh, you know. <laughs> no, I like it. I dig it. I'm just... It's another one it's that rocked in the beginning, but then got bad. Well, part of the reason it got bad is because they lost the main character. It got bad before that, I honestly think. It, it, okay. The first couple of seasons were really, really elite. I wonder if this is why Netflix started canceling things, because they realized that like some of the shows got bad later, which is kind of fair. Yeah, but wouldn't you, instead of canceling a show, how about just saying, okay, we're only renewing for one more season so you can tie up all the loose ends and yeah, close the Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or even just one more episode, like just do like a 90 minute, fin like, I don't know, like it's shitty to get people to invest a lot of, it. watching a show and getting invested in it is hours and hours and hours yeah. not just that you're watching it but also that you're thinking about it or talking about it and to just pull the rug out and just not give a conclusion to the story mm. shitty it is wait wait is this on the list wait what are we talking about house of cards yeah no it's not <laughs> oh come on <laughs> i knew it might not be because it's too old yeah 
Let me give you another old one that I was surprised was not because this was the first one I can really remember being taken off as a phenomenon and that's making a murderer. Don't you remember that when that came out, like everyone was talking about it? Not a murder guy. No. I know. I didn't watch that one. I honestly didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. No, I, I was knee deep in murder during that time. Yeah, I mean, that was a really popular one. I skipped it. But yeah, I can't, I don't know. I can't do the murder. That's just so much of it. Well, surely there's murder in some of these other shows we're going to talk about. That's true. Like Squid Game. Hello, what the fuck, <laughs> Mike? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But there's money on the line. It's different. Okay. All right. Let's talk murder then for a minute. There's a show on here, number nine, uh, only one season so far, and there's a lot of murder, a lot of murder, oh, but geez. not by regular everyday people. Really? This is not my strong suit. I watch so much TV, though. I'm so embarrassed. This is the other Korean show. I don't know. What is this other Korean one? All of Us Are Dead. Oh, I've never seen it. Have you? Oh, and also the show is called All of Us Are Dead. Ah, good. Good. There's a joke. Aha. Uh -huh. It was all right. Yeah, I liked it. I've not seen it, but I want to see it now because I didn't really know about it before I did this research. But uh, All of Us Are Dead, season one is number nine. It came out this year, 2022, 561 million hours watched. It's about a high school in South Korea that is experiencing a zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's based on the, it, there's a webtoon, I guess, that this was inspired by. Now at Our School by Ju Dong Jun. Your pronunciations are excellent. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, I know. And last note is uh, it's been renewed for a second season, so there's more coming. There's another zombie show that's not on here called Black Summer hmm. that I don't really hear people talk about. I think it's kind of not as big of a hit as these, obviously, but I recommend it to anyone that's into that stuff. And you watched Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. I'm not against zombie shows. I just, honestly, this one got past me. I have a long list of TV. It's hard to keep up, man. There's so many streaming Dude. services. There's so many things. It's tough. That's what I tell people is like, there's so many shows I want to watch, new and old. Like, I just watched The Sopranos this year for the first time. Really? I've been meaning to watch that forever. Rest in peace, Paulie Walnuts. Tough. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I finished like before that happened, so I, ha I could appreciate that more. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's old shows I want to watch. There's new shows I want to watch. There's old new shows, you know, uh, I want to watch. And there's so many streaming platforms. It's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard. It is really hard. That one got past me, but now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah. Okay, so that was number nine. Give me another guess. I'm going to guess a thing that I loved. I'm pretty sure it's not on here, and we don't have to go on forever about it, but it's a highly recommended show for me. Bojack Horseman? No Jack Horseman. Nice. More like it. Good stuff. It's about a talking horse. It's animated. A lot of puns, a <laughs> lot of animal puns. The people out there will love it. We can move on. It's not there. Okay. All right. Okay. How about... Umbrella Academy? Great guess, but no. God, I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm embarrassing myself. This is okay, tough. Okay, do you need some hints? Or do you want to keep embarrassing yourself for a while first? I want to keep embarrassing myself quickly. I'll move okay. quickly. This is a show that someone, I haven't watched, but someone told me it's basically softcore porno, which I had no idea, but... Oh, baby. Bridgerton? Bridgerton. It's funny you say that about the porno because I only have a few notes on Bridgerton and one of them is sex related. Amazing. Bridgerton is on here twice. Oh, we got one. Well, you got two. It should have went to the porn earlier. Oh, yeah. Always start with porn. Start your conversations with porn. Start your day with porn. Start your meal with porn. Start your list guessing with porn. Soft porn. 
said somebody, this is not advice from me, by the way. I'm just relaying advice. I'm going to have to go back to my episode that we did on the Link podcast and just edit in a start with porn. Both the cold opens are just going to have to be porn. It just is what it is. Yeah, no, we'll edit in some porn <laughs> yeah. to start the show on both. I am totally in favor. At least some funky music, you know? <laughs> yeah. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> I like that. Right? I like that. That was your best joke so far. Well, well played. Really? That? Yeah, golf clap. Have you listened to the show? Not in this, in this episode. Oh, this episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even then, I don't know. Oh, pretty good. Okay, I thought No Jack Horseman was pretty good. But... <laughs> I did too. I liked that one too. Right? You're on a roll. So are you with your guessing? Because Bridgerton season one is number five with 626 million hours watched. Bridgerton season two is number four with 656 million hours watched. Mm. Lots of hours watched. Bridgerton, I have not watched it. You haven't either. I but have it not. is extremely popular and it's an influential show. I'll get to that. It's set against the backdrop of the Regency era, where the eight close-knit siblings of the noble and powerful Bridgerton family navigate London high society in search of love, surrounded by friends and rivals alike. And apparently they're fucking all the time. I was going to say, you know it's not close-knit? Their pants? I don't know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I lost it. I was Fuck. almost there. <laughs> close-knit was like 40 words ago. I had to remind myself what you were even talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, you don't want them all, you know? Maybe I'll edit it to where you say it sooner. Perfect. You know? Just stop your sentence halfway. That's uh, <laughs> good stuff. All right. I'll play it again right now. Where the eight close-knit siblings... You know, it's not close-knit. They're pants. <laughs> close-knit. Yeah. The series as a whole gave the romance genre its own cinematic universe with the female gaze front and center according to Slate the magazine. So this is the sex note I had. And I haven't seen the show. Don't know if this criticism is fair or unfair. It just stood out and I thought it was interesting. So I'm going to read it. The first season's sixth episode drew criticism with regard to the non-consensual nature of a sex scene between Simon and Daphne, which amounted to marital rape. Whoa. The episode depicts Daphne while having sex with Simon, changing her position to be on top, not letting Simon pull out of her when he climaxes despite his objections. It further drew scrutiny due to the fact that the deceit was never addressed as sexual assault in the series. Critics pointed out that it failed to acknowledge the difficulties of male victims of rape and the further fetishization of black men in media, because apparently this, the man is black. So, probably don't have any hot takes you want to share on that, because neither of us have seen it, but something, right? Well, Interesting. I, you, don't, you don't hear much criticism about men in rape scenes not getting their due. Yeah, you never hear about men raping anybody. Uh... <laughs> Well, it's always the other way around, is my point. <laughs> one funny thing is that the last episode I did on your podcast was a sports one, and we also yeah. talked about rape at least once. It comes up in every episode. So, you know, go back to that one. It, it's a great time. Good old time. I would not be surprised if Mayonnaise has also come up pretty much every episode, and I just forget. It should, and you should disparage it constantly, no. just to make sure the people know. Mayonnaise enhances the taste of a burger or a turkey sandwich. Oh my god, just, can we just continue guessing before I throw up? I have one more note for you on Bridgerton. Let it, it rip. It says that after season two featured the main characters playing Pall Mall, which is a lawn game considered to be the precursor to croquet. Like the cigarettes? Oh yeah, there are cigarettes called Pall yeah, Malls, you're I'm right. I'm a cool guy. Yeah. Retailers reported a 90% increase in the rise of sales of croquet sets. Wow. So, 
People love the sexy sex in Bridgerton and all the fetishization of black men in the show, and also croquet. Have you ever played croquet? Yes. Really? Yeah. I How used was to have it? A cro- well, my, my family used to have a croquet set growing up, and I'd play it every once in a while. It was fun. I had a potato croquette once from a pizzeria. Those are good. The fuck? What did you say? A potato what? Yeah, the people know. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> There's at least three listeners who are like, yeah, those are pretty good. A potato cro- oh. croquette. It's close. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, look, you work in a pizzeria in high school, you understand all these things. Someone out there relates to what I just said. Yeah. No, I, I like pizza and you're saying words. That's so true. So maybe someone will relate. Can't deny that. All right. That was Bridgerton. Uh, it's coming. More seasons are coming and a spinoff series. So if people are wanting more, they got it. Okay. If you are a professional looking at the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is StartupRad.io, the authority on German startups. This English-only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely, you have never heard or read anything on these startups before in English, but you will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to StartupRad.io podcast or check for the StartupRad.io internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the StartupRad.io skill as well. If you were forced to choose only one of these characters, who would you choose? Dwight Schrute or Michael Scott? What about Jim Halpert or Andy Bernard? We're making you choose because on our new bonus episode, I competed in a draft of The Office. That's right, The Office. My real life friend and Office superfan, Kent, he battled me in choosing our essential characters for an ideal Office reunion episode. Now we need you to listen and vote on whose reunion episode would be better. Listen to The Office Draft now at tennispod.com plus. That's tennispod.com P-L-U-S. When you sign up to listen to this episode, you'll also unlock instant access to almost 50 other bonus episodes with more added every month. Just go to tennispod.com slash plus. You can check the show notes too for a direct link. Or if you're an Apple podcast listener, just tap the subscribe button at the top of our page on Apple. You can also get a seven day free trial on Apple or save on an annual membership. Now go because you're really going to want this in your ears. That's what she said. What else? I'm going to go with... This is a show I didn't really love. Tennis? But I know it was popular, but now I'm wondering if it's too old. Black Mirror? Oh. Oh, what the fuck? Why is Black Mirror not on here? Right. I love Black Mirror, and you're right, it's not on here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Honestly, I didn't watch all of Black Mirror. I know it's cool, and honestly, I was an old Twilight Zone guy, but now the real world just seems like it's basically an episode (laughs) of... Black Mirror, so uh-huh. it's a little less like, whoa, and more like, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. All it right. is good. And there's more coming, so I'm excited about that. But That's yeah, cool. it is not on here. Okay, how about The Crown? Oh, yeah, man. You're good. These are some good guesses. I'm like, I forgot about that show, but everyone talks I about it. I watch good TV. This is, I feel like I've, it's loaded against me. You got loaded dice over here. The Crown is not on here. You know what else isn't on here? The Queen's Gambit. Good show. Yeah, I love that show. Who doesn't like chess? Maybe you're trying to pull a, you ready for this? A stalemate on me during this episode. Well, he just left, folks. He's gone. He gone. That's tough.
I thought it was fun. Oh, I will suffer through this for the <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm having good guesses. I stand by this. The people will know. Your guesses aren't bad. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. Well, while, while you're thinking of another guess, I have a few more notes on Netflix as a company. Mm-hmm. During the 2010s, Netflix was the top performing stock on the stock market. It had a total return of almost 3,700%, which just goes to show like the insane amount of growth Netflix had Jeez, yeah. in a short amount of time. They did. Much like my wiener. Hey. All right. It is going the other way, but they'll bounce back. They will. I don't think it's a long... I believe. Yeah. My money's not gone. It's not gone. <laughs> and yeah, we already talked about like all the criticisms they're facing right now for targeting password sharing. They lost subscribers for the first time ever in a quarter last year. So things are not going as great as they once were at Netflix, but they'll figure it out. Coming back. Okay. I have a guess. There's been a bunch of foreign ones on this list. I can think of two more. I mean, I don't know if they're really foreign, but they're semi-foreign. First one is Narcos. Another excellent guess. I watched Narcos and loved it, but it is not on here. Damn. Reminds me of nachos when I see it written out. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, and they're both Mexican, so I think that's got to count for something, right? They're actually Colombian, uh, fucking asshole. Uh, oh, was that a different season? There was a Mexican narco season. Oh, you're right. there was. You're right, actually. All right, all right, see? I'm a fucking asshole, but I'm not culturally inappropriate. <laughs> Never say that. Uh, don't know about that. Well, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm really striking out here. I have another foreign one that I think might be on there. Have you ever seen okay. Dark, the German show? No, no. Oh, I have not good. seen it, and it's also not on the list. It's a good one. Good one. Child's Disappearance. Is it German language? Uh, yes. Netflix has subtitles for that one. I think they also have okay. dubs, maybe? But I'm not a dub guy. I saw... A th- well, wait a minute. What's the difference? A dub is... A dub is when they're doing a, someone in a voice oh, booth is somewhere... Vo- does English, English voice, yeah, over yeah. it. Yeah, but it doesn't match up, so I don't really love that. I'd rather watch with subtitles. Like the old Godzilla movies. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Squid Game had that option, right? Yes, which I wouldn't take. I would rather watch no, it in the I, original I subtitles. Thing. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Well, and I saw a thing, like a report recently, a study that said like Americans are more willing to watch foreign shit than ever before. Oh, yeah. And also more willing to read subtitles than ever before. That's cool. Just because the way we consume uh, TV, it's changing. Look at us learning to read. It's good stuff. <laughs> For all the incorrect your usage on Twitter, we can at least... Oh, God. It bothers appreciate. me. I always want to be the guy that's like, it's the wrong one, but then you're the douche that says it, and it's, it's tough. Hey, I'm perfectly fine being that douche. Well, someone's got to be. Okay, I got to get something right. How many more do we have? I'm looking. A lot. Probably a lot. Two, three, four, five. Mm, Okay, okay. I'm going to go with The Witcher. The Witcher. Yes, sir. You got one. Yes, we got there. Henry Cavill, Superman to the rescue. Everyone come back. He got one. He's here. He's back. Did you watch this one? Oh, yeah. Okay, I've not. Played the video games, too. Witcher 3, great video game. And Henry Cavill, awesome in this role. Like, really, really good. He is also a video game nerd, so he brings a lot of, like, lore to the table. He knows the character really well. It's a good show. The game was based on something else, a book series. Yes, yes. But the show, like, the look and feel of the show was based on the video game. Yeah, a little bit of both. But yes, it seems very closely tied to The Witcher 3, which is a good video game that people should check out if you're into that. Geralt of Rivia and Superman are two, like, real. I mean, Henry Cavill, I'm a huge fan. 
guy's just handsome like me mostly. oh yeah hell, fucking like the best looking man i've ever seen like yeah. objectively and i said yeah. handsome like me and you said yeah so i just want people to understand that you agreed you agreed and there's no turning back hey i gotta let my guests feel a little comfortable here I got to lure you into it. Yeah, after 90 wrong guesses in a row, <laughs> finally, <laughs> you're throwing me a bone. Was it only 90? It seemed like so many more than that. <laughs> Same amount of burner accounts that Drake has or whatever the people say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Drake. Drake. Well, from Drake to Henry Cavill, season two of The Witcher is number 14. Oh, jeez. Season one of The Witcher is number 10. Man. Yeah. I'm running out of guesses here. I really am. I got hints ready for you when you're ready. There's one more that I can guess that I watched recently. I can't imagine it's on here, but it is a good show. Russian Doll? No. No, I didn't think so. But Did you want to give a real guess or did you want to do another half-ass fucking pathetic guess? That is a good show. Have you ever seen the movie Groundhog's Day? Of course. It's exactly like that, but modern day and a, just much more modern and ha quick half-hour episodes. Also, Natasha Leone was in Orange is the New Black, which I also guessed, which I think should have been on this list. It's a bullshit list, but we're moving Whoa. on. <laughs> it's not, th these list is based on facts, Mike. Yeah, it's Netflix that I'm blaming. They're, they're cooking the books. They're juicing the numbers so I get them wrong. Netflix. There's a conspiracy here, folks. So the top executives at Netflix, all of whom are worth hundreds yes. of millions of dollars, are cooking the books to make sure that Mike Sego of the Link Podcast gets his guesses wrong on Tennis yeah. Podcast about... Okay. You think they don't listen to tennis podcasts? They do. You know they no, do. I know they do. I know they do, but I'm surprised they'd cook the books just for that. Well, they want the content just like the people do. All kinds of shit can happen from that. Don't cook the books. All right. Wow. Okay. Give me a hint. All right. Teenagers. Okay. I have a guess and it's going to be really embarrassing if it's wrong because I have watched this show and I really wish I didn't have to admit that I've watched this show, but now I have to. We're on the air. We're live, baby. Okay. Outer Banks? No. No, not Outer Banks. So you just admitted that for nothing. Oh, <laughs> you hate to see it so much. But, you know, I am who I am. What are you going to do? Uh, no, this is a show that might... Suicide. Oh, 13 Reasons Why? 13 Reasons Why. Honestly, I'm surprised it's on there because it is from the era of... I mean, it's not that old, but it's more towards like Orange is the New Black era than new stuff. Yes. It has aged gracefully, I guess. Well, critically, no. Season two of 13 Reasons Why is number 12 mm. on the list. And it came out in 2018, which is, you know, in this modern technical age, technological age, four years ago is a pretty long time. It is kind of, yeah. <laughs> but it's number 12, 496 million hours watched. But I wanted to call out that it has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score on the entire list. So everything we've talked about. I tried that show. Ahead. I didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. I watched season one, thought it was okay, Same. but I did not come back for season two. Same, which doesn't say a whole lot. But every show we've talked about so far, I think the lowest Rotten Tomato score, which is like a critic approval rating, the lowest one was like 80%. This one is 28%. Oh, God, really? That bad? Yeah. And season one of the same show had 77%. So it's low compared to its own season one as well. So what you're saying is we're really smart for not going back to season two. Yeah. Can't argue that. And also just really smart, period, as well. Good point. Exclamation point. Not smart about periods. Well. That I'm not smart about. No, yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, nope. Can't do it. We could talk about it if you want. We could. I don't know much about it.
Let's not. There was a joke I was going to make, but I just, it's not worth it, you know? It was going to bomb. Life wasn't worth it for student Hannah Baker, who kills herself in this show. Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) She does. Uh, On the level of no Jack Horseman. Good stuff. Before her death in the show, Hannah Baker leaves behind a box of cassette tapes in which she details the 13 reasons why she chose to end her life. So it's based on a 2007 novel by Jay Asher. Selena Gomez, listener of the show, she was originally cast to play Hannah, the main character in the show, but she instead served as the show's executive producer. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, now you know. That's why you listen. Do you watch Only Murders in the Building? Uh, No, I've heard good things, though. Yeah, not a Netflix show, but she is in it. It's good stuff. People should watch. Yeah, Hulu, right? Yeah, yeah. Martin Short, Steve Martin. Hulu's been stepping it up lately. Really good. Yeah, Hulu's pretty good. Yeah. The 13 Reasons Why, here's some of the critic consensus of why season two didn't work. By deviating from its source material, 13 Reasons Why can better explore its tenderly crafted characters. Unfortunately, in the process, it loses track of what made the show so gripping in the first place. Interesting. Now, this stat is very interesting and sad. The show's about a character committing suicide. But the release of the show caused public concern about the risk of suicide contagion among teenagers, Hmm. particularly in those who have suicidal thoughts. The portrayal of sensitive content such as teen suicide, self-harm, rape, there's rape again, and bullying raised criticism, especially for its graphic content. After the series' release, a study published by the Journal of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiat... God damn it, Mike. Psychiatry. Fuck. Found that the suicide among teenagers rose by 29% in the month after the show released on Netflix. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because if you want to have a heavy subject matter, is it fair to criticize for that? I don't know. I mean, obviously you don't want kids committing suicide. No one does, but... I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line on that. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, We could go off on a tangent for this forever, but... I think, like, it's entertainment and media should not be restricted because of sensitive subjects. I agree, but the problem is that, like, teenagers, young teenagers like that show probably don't have the same life experience that we have to talk about it this way. So maybe they don't... No, you're right. ...have the same... But that's why they shouldn't be watching it. But I know you can only control that so much, Right. right? So I get that, but, like... So I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but... I wonder if that's why it fell off for season two, because people heard all those articles and the media storm that happened. I remember that happening. Yeah. Where people were like, this probably isn't a good thing. I don't know if that's why I didn't go back. I thought it just wasn't very good, but what are you going to do? People have 13 reasons why they didn't go back for season two. Nailed it! Nailed it! Didn't I already make that joke? I feel like I might have said uh, well, that already. if you did, bleep it out. No, I told you. We can't, I can't just be talking to you and every time you respond, it's bleep, bleep, bleep. You could. You should have an episode with a robot who's not actually a robot, but you just put bleeps in every time and then continue the conversation. Be hilarious. It'd be something. I'll steal that idea for my podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'll be a good one. I'm glad it could help you out. <laughs> Thanks. So 13 Reasons Why Season 1, because we just covered Season 2, mm. is just outside the top 10. So is the show You. Ah, the show is pretty good, but not must see, I'd say. People like stalkers, I guess. They do. Yeah. Well, they like them as long as they're cute and handsome. Ah, so then I'm good. Yeah, you and I are good. (laughs) All right. Thank God. We're good to go. All right. All right. So let me give you or hint you at number 11. This one came out in 2022, very recently. Oh, boy. 
uh, inspired by the story of blank and the article in New York titled How Blank Tricked New York's Party People. By, uh, the article is by Jessica Pressler. Oh, jeez. I didn't watch it. Okay. I don't have a guess for this one. Inventing. Anna. Yes. Anna. Yes. Yeah. I didn't watch that either, but prominent actress, right? Who was in that? I don't remember. Was that the girl from Ozark? Yes, it was. Julia Garner. Oh, yeah. Right. I recognize her. Yeah. Yeah. Inventing Anna. My parents watched it. Yeah. Oh, My well. parents watched it. They told me about it. They have been guests on the Link podcast. Great stuff. Go back to that. They have but... been. Those are my favorite episodes of the Link <laughs> really? are the ones with your parents. Yeah. They're really good, honestly. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah. But she's a great actress, so I, I really should go back and watch that because she's really, really good. I think she's going to blow yeah, me up. Me too. I heard a rumor that she was getting a role, if people are listening to this in the future, then maybe it's already obvious, but as Madonna in a biopic. Oh, that would be great. And she kind of has the look, too. I agree. Although you said she's blowing up, so hopefully she doesn't blow up before that. Good point. She won't be alive to be Madonna. Spontaneous combustion is something that people don't talk enough about. 13 Reasons Why gets canceled, but, you know, how about the shows about uh, spontaneous combustion? Why aren't we talking about well, that? Well, how about all the shows that were probably canceled because someone working on the show spontaneously combusted? We just don't hear about it because it's brushed under the rug by the shadow government. You're right. It's shadow government 100%. The movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Veruca Salt, turns into a blueberry and blows yeah. up. This is true. Or she's yeah. about to blow up, but then gets sent down to the department where they deflate her or something by the Oompa Loompas. It's good stuff. You're saying things that happen in movies at times, yes? That's true, yeah. Can't deny that. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't know why. No, but no one it, knows why. It was said. Thirteen reasons why. Yeah. Well, also, before I lose this thought, uh, your parents have been on your pod, some of the best episodes of your pod, mm -hmm. and if my parents are ever on my pod, it's going to be trouble because that means something has gone terribly wrong. They should, dude. It's parents. fun. It really is fun. <laughs> uh, it just can't happen. Yeah, I hear you. I can't allow it to happen. Yeah. But... What can be allowed to happen is inventing Anna, number 11, 512 million hours watched. It's about a Russian-born Anna Sorokin is able to con members of New York City's upper crust into believing she is a German heiress with access to a substantial fortune. Mmm. I have a substantial fortune. Do you? Of listeners on the Link podcast. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah so do you. I hope to have that someday too. No, you do. You're being modest. Modesty is my strong suit. I'm very modest. About the show, an AV Club critic said, despite its more evocative performances, Inventing Anna demands patience that doesn't pay off, squandering its promising potential along the way. Oof. Woof. I have another guess. <laughs> I have another guess yeah. with no hint. Oh. I'm a big stand-up comedy guy. Okay. I like Bill Burr. F is for family? Nope. No? Any other bad, wrong guesses? Or did you have mm, a... Probably, but I'll need a hint first. The Devil. Is my hint. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a second hint. Same show. It started not on Netflix. It became a Netflix original later. So this is a show I haven't watched for no real reason because I, I think I know it. Lucifer? Yeah, Lucifer. Uh, I have heard great things about that show. I didn't really think about it because yeah, I guess it is a Netflix original once they take it over. So that's fair. Yeah. It's season five is number eight of Lucifer. Mm. 570 million hours watched. It came out in 2020. It's based on the DC Comics character Lucifer, originally introduced in the comic book series The Sandman, which I think there's a Sandman show now on Netflix too. Interesting. The series revolves around the story of Lucifer Morningstar, the DC Universe's version of the devil, 
who abandons hell for Los Angeles where he runs his own nightclub called Lux and becomes a consultant to the LAPD. There used to be a nightclub literally called Lux in my town, and that is just hilarious. So I'm going to assume that they based it on that. That's some real good Lux that you had there. That one wasn't good. Yeah, well, you know, you cheer it on. You put some applause in, maybe. <laughs> I appreciate the support of even the bad jokes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta try. Well, trying is what Netflix did because they acquired the show from Fox. Ratings remain consistently low throughout the series run on Fox, so Fox canceled Lucifer after three seasons and Netflix picked it up. But in May 2015... The website One Million Moms, I'm sure you're a frequent visitor of One Million Moms website. Of course. We talked about porno before, but yeah. Sure, of course. <laughs> one Million Moms in one porno. Oh, man. Too many moms. <laughs> too many moms. Hashtag too many moms. After you listen to this and my episode, just post too many moms and everyone will know. Too many moms. One million of them. Uh, they launched a petition to prevent the series from airing because they said the series would glorify Satan as a caring, likable person in human flesh. The Christians really ruin everything. What do you have to say about that, you fucking heathen? You're right. The Christians ruin everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People named Christian, not, not, the, not the religion. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear. So you do or do not support the uh, damnation of society because of our glorification of Satan. You said so many big words, but I will say I liked the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves. So there's okay. that. There's that. There's sure. that. Very semi on the fringe of being semi-related to the topic at hand. That's right. That's where I live. Semi on the fringe. <laughs> That's where Mike excels. That's right. Semi on the fringe. Well, can you be semi on the fringe enough for one more guess? You're down to one. You just need one more. Uh, and it is a foreign show. Oh, God. Can you give me some kind of hint? It takes place in Spain. Well, now I'm going to sound like a racist if I say narcos again. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. I'll give I don't you know if hint. I've seen any. Well, I'll just tell you. It's Money Heist. Ah, uh, you know what? I tried to watch that show and either... Okay. Wasn't American enough for you? No, wrong. Either I couldn't figure out how to get the subtitled version or they only had the dubbed version at the time and I couldn't handle watching the dubbed version. <laughs> the dubbed version is rough. <laughs> I did try to watch it and I was like, for an intense show like that where they're obviously doing heists, I was like, this is just too ridiculous. It's like Godzilla, like you said. So I, did, I never went back to it, but give me a subtitle version. Yeah. I'll probably do it. I have not watched it, but I should. It sounds good. It's about two long prepared heists led by the professor, one on the Royal Mint of Spain and one on the Bank of Spain. Told from the perspective of one of the robbers. By the way, this is season four at number six, and at number three is season five. Really? That popular, huh? Yeah. I feel like you don't hear about it that much in the zeitgeist of things. Well, maybe not in the American bubble that you live in. That's true. I do live in a bubble. Bubble Boy, great film. That's also, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a film. It great is, one. is a strong word, but it is a film. It's something I've seen, at least. This is what sounds interesting about this show. So Money Heist, it says the narrative is told in a real-time like fashion and relies on flashbacks, time jumps, hidden character motivations, and unreliable narration. I really do like unreliable narration. It is yeah, a too. thing that I'm really into. The movie uh, The Father, you seen that with Anthony Hopkins? Oh, 
No. Have Great. I seen that? Like, I don't think really, I've seen that. Really, no. really good. He has Alzheimer's, so you're through his perspective, but things are just changing all of a sudden, mm. so you're really thrown off. I've recommended a lot of things on this podcast that have nothing to do with Netflix, but still. God, if people are taking a tally, making a list of all the shit they take notes, baby. are being recommended to watch, then they'll be busy for a couple millennia. Yep. Well, you know, the millennia I've lived through has been pretty good. Uh, so on the show Money Heist, to make the plot more realistic, the producers requested and received advice from the National Police and the Spanish, Spanish Ministry of Interior. I thought you were going to say Armada. I can see why you'd think that. <laughs> it's the only Spanish thing I know, <laughs> aside from my grandmother. They actually used banknotes printed with the permission of the Bank of Spain, but they had an increased size as an anti-counterfeit measure. So there were money on the show, on the set, that they didn't want people to take and try to spend. I love the idea of like, you know, a camera operator taking this huge increased size dollar <laughs> bill to... It's like a Happy you know. Gilmore check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're too, yeah, you get it. I get it. The real Bank of Spain, which is where one of the heists take place, was unavailable for visiting and filming for security reasons. So the producers recreated the bank on a two-level stage. And what I thought was most interesting about this is they had over 50 paintings commissioned to place on the set of the bank to make it look real. They had 50 paintings made. Wow. It's like, you don't have, I mean, we appreciate detail, but no one would have noticed if you had 40 paintings or no paintings. Imagine being the person who was the painter, though. That's a good gig. Yeah, that's a good gig. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the hand's going to hurt. Yeah, that's true. Ambidextrous painter? That'd be impressive. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that's a thing. Also a thing is you did it. Well. <laughs> With significant help. I did do it. <laughs> I'm now self-conscious that you did better on my podcast than I did on yours, so I'm going to go back, Absolutely. pull the episode down, wow. edit in some more misses while impersonating you. Holy shit. So that we're at least equal. Impersonating me? Now, you're yeah. going through a lot of process here to, to make this happen. I might hire Frank Caliendo to do it or something. Or, you you know. could just take the episode down completely. Nah, I can't do that. The people no need it. No one want to miss those downloads. Yeah. The people need it. Do they? I don't know. But I think they, what they do need is the edited version where you do impersonate me. I would listen to that more than I'd listen to the real thing. I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> All right. I would love to see that. But let me go back through the top 10. Top 10-ish. Number 14, season two of The Witcher. 484 million hours watched. Number 13, season four of Ozark. Number 12, 13 Reasons Why, season two. And that's funny because number 12 is 13 Reasons Why. Number puns. Just saying. It's Cute. good stuff. Number 11 is Inventing Anna. Number 10 is season one of The Witcher. Number nine is season one of the Korean show All of Us Are Dead. Number eight is season five of Lucifer. Too many moms. Hashtag too many moms. Hashtag it. Number seven is season three of Stranger Things. Number six is part four of Money Heist. Number five is season one of Bridgerton. Number four is season two of Bridgerton. Porno. Number three is part five of Money Heist. Number two is season four of Stranger Things. And number one with 1.7 billion hours watched in the first 28 days, by the way, is Squid Game. Incredible. So Squid Game number one, 1 1.7 billion hours. Number 14 with The Witcher season two had 484 million. So what is that? That's at least 
three or four times the amount of people. I'd say 3.6, which is deadly accurate. Okay. Almost too accurate. Math whiz. No. Do you really think of yourself as a math whiz? I don't know, but why do they only use the term whiz for math? No one says you're a science whiz. I've heard people say I'm taking a whiz. Ah, that's true. That was also, I might have heard that when I was like nine years old also. It's not like something I hear regularly. We should bring it back. (laughs) We should bring that back. The people listening are like, no, God. Yeah, well, it's already a thing. Hashtag whiz (laughs) or something. (laughs) Taking a whiz. Too many moms taking a whiz. It's like the Seinfeld. I'm the whiz. Nobody beats me. (laughs) Nobody beats the whiz. Now we are old. Nailed it. Well, to be fair, we were already old before. Well, yeah, but we are older than when we started. Also true. And the listeners will be older when they listen to the HBO equivalent, the HBO counterpart of this same top 10 list over on your podcast, The Link. Indeed, indeed. But I'd love for you to, if you want to plug that or just your show in general, what can people expect when they listen to The Link and where can they find it? Well, a lot of this, first of all. Yeah. You can get it anywhere there's podcasts. I'm interested in movies, music, TV, the whole entertainment industry, honestly, but an important thing that I do on my podcast, I'm jealous of you in some ways that you have such a tight theme. I think I might have said this last time, but I don't. And the thing that I think benefits me in that way is that I'm always super into the episode that we're doing. Mm. So if it's a review of, I did an episode, this is a totally random one, but a love letter to Outcast because I love the band Outcast. So I went through their discography and it was really fun and I really enjoyed it. And then you'll catch me on an episode doing an Oscars recap we do every year where we break down every single movie or one where I interview stand-up comedians like Adam Ray, who is hilarious. Or there's a lot of different things, all mostly in the entertainment industry, but whatever strikes my fancy at the time. So you're never catching me on like a thing that I don't want to talk about, which I think is somewhat of a benefit. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to sell the show, too, is like. And I think that's that's true. And I find that most of the things you, most of the episode topics you cover are things I'm interested in too. And I think it's things that the large majority of tennis podcast listeners would be into as well. You want to catch one with my parents, by the way? We did a bracket where we tried to find the best bagel flavor. I mean, I know. it got out of <laughs> yeah. control, to be honest. It's the everything bagel, by the way. Well, I mean, spoilers, but everyone knows who's the king, you know? <laughs> But getting there was tough, by the way. I still recommend listening to it. Yeah. Well, like I said, the the parent episodes are the best. Um, And I was also, I've been on your show twice now. The the Mm -hmm. one that just came out this week, as people are listening, this week it came out on your show, the latest episode. But also back in September of 2021, I looked this up. I'm not a freak. In September of 2021, I uh, was on your show guessing the top 10 biggest opening weekends in box office history. That was a good one, too. That was a good one, too. Yeah. So there is plenty of Nick over there on the link, including sure potentially some Nick impersonations coming soon from your host, Mike. That's right. It's going to sound great. It's going to sound just like you. In fact, if you don't even notice the impersonations, just assume that it's me. Oh, wow. Okay. So I could also be you right now. Yeah. Sorry. I had to pause because I was saying both things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Nickception. <laughs> wow. Nickception. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we got to end this. This is getting out of control. I mean, there's, there's no better way to wrap it up. <laughs> An exception. <laughs> I love it. Put down that remote. Pause your streaming original series because it's time to stream some podcast reviews into your fucking ears right now. 
Every week on this show, I read reviews from listeners just like you, and I'm going to start this week with one from Mixtape Majesty on Apple Podcasts, who says, A really interesting assortment of different topics and a very personable host. Well, Nick does a great job choosing the right guests for a wide range of topics. Did you all get that? Should I read it again real quick? Uh, tell you what, I'll read it again real quick and I'll hit the key point, the points that I think make this review extremely uh, helpful to new listeners. Very personable host, Nick does a great job choosing the right guest for a wide range of topics. I assume you must have skipped the Dr. Buster episodes. Not sure if he's the right guest at any time, but anyway, I'm yanking your chain there. Thanks for the review. One more here from Hmon2786. This is on Apple again. Such a hilarious show, informative, and great entertainment. Well, actually, it's edutainment around here, but I'll accept your review nonetheless. Thank you, I've learned I'm personable. I do a great job choosing guests most of the time. And we are informative, and that's the number one thing I want to be informative. I hope you learn something every time you listen to this show, because I learn something every time I record the show, every time I do research. If I bring in the list, or if I'm guessing someone else's list, every time I learn something new, that's my number one goal. And if you learned something new from me right now, if you take anything away from me talking right now, I hope it's that you will leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or on Good Pods. Go there, rate us five stars, write a review. I'll read it no matter what it says. Make it good. And by the way, you can also rate us five stars on the Spotify app if you listen to us there. Take your chubby little finger, hover it above that little star icon near the top of our Spotify page, bring your finger down in a straightforward motion, tap the star button, rate us five stars. It takes less time than it took me to explain it. Do it. It helps us. Thank you. All right, enough of this shit. Let's get back to the show with Mike. Last thing. Of all the shows we talked about, which one's the one you recommend most people check out? I haven't actually seen it, but Bridgerton, everyone loves porno. <laughs> Bridgerton. Yeah, everyone loves a soft porno. The more moms, the better. Yeah, soft it up. Yeah. All right. The, uh, you know what I'll, I never understood? Last thing. I swear yeah. then we can stop. No, no, no. You call it, it softcore porn, but everybody's hard. Sure, but you're less hard, perhaps, than you would be for a hardcore porn. Are you? Or, I don't like the phrase hardcore, but just like. No. Just porn. Regular porn. Just porn it up. If not softcore, what would you call it? Like Gentle. PG porn? Gentle porn? <laughs> Cuddly porn? <laughs> Snuggle porn? Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Except that would actually just be like a YouTube video of snuggling a teddy bear. Snuggle porn. Naked, though. Well, yeah, you're always naked. Porn you could take home to your mom, you know? Soft stuff. I'll leave you with this. It's the last thing I'm going to say. Hashtag too many moms. Hashtag too many moms. He's Mike. I'm Nick. Go listen to the link. Check the show notes. He also has a sports podcast. I'll put a link for that in the show That's notes right. too. If you're into sports, you need to go check that out on YouTube. And Mike, anything else you want to say? I'm Nick. You're Mike. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>